Welcome to the Jennings Wire online magazine podcast series, where we feature interviews with top authors and experts. My name is Stacey Amaral Kaufman. I'm the radio director of Annie Jennings PR, the national firm behind the online feature magazine sensation, JenningsWire.com, a special community of bloggers and podcasters that is capturing the heart of America. There's nothing like it on the web, and we invite you to visit JenningsWire.com to discover the blogger that is just right for you. Close to 16 million family members now find themselves in the challenging, often exasperating role as primary caregiver to a loved one afflicted with Alzheimer's. Our guest, Steve Goldstein, was such a person forced into a role he was ill-prepared for and one which, due to its nature, made him and so many others like him question their own sanity. And he tells his story in the book Dunwoody Journal, and Steve is here to tell us his story right now. So welcome, Steve. Thank you. Good day. It's good to be here. It's good to have you. What is it about this particular disease that makes it so difficult, perhaps even to the point of soul-crushing, for family caregivers beyond what other caregivers contend with relative to other degenerative health conditions? Well, caring for any loved one with a degenerative health condition is physically exhausting and, and consumes all your time and emotional energy, but there is something... I find particularly insidious about Alzheimer's. I've referred to it as the Saddam Hussein of pathology because it doesn't just kill, it first tortures, and not just the victim, but the victim's family. Uh, it plays havoc with the caregiver's mind in so many ways because while it, it takes away your loved one's physical well-being and health, it also hijacks their mind in so many respects, their identity, who in many instances for a parent who's been afflicted, somebody you've known your whole life, who is no longer there, uh, but the heart still beats on and on, and the body is still there, and it's it plays with you emotionally on so many levels, and only those who are living through it or have lived through it truly understand it, as I, unfortunately, was forced to find out. And of course, because you did live through that, I'm sure you're in a great position to give some guidance. So what guidance or support can you offer those who currently find themselves struggling in a similar place? Okay, I don't encourage drinking, but sometimes in moderation, it's not a terrible idea. Uh, but we have to understand, as brutal as what I'm about to say may sound, that our loved one, as I've just touched on, has in many cases already died. Um, and we have no control over the march of this disease. Uh, it's going to go on to the ultimate conclusion when our loved one, whether it's a brother, sister, husband, wife, or father, mother, ultimately pass on. So we can't believe we have control. All we can do is make our loved one comfortable, attend to their physical needs, but as important is to take care of ourselves, to use a phrase that's become very popular these days in politics and elsewhere. We need to weaponize, as a caregiver, we need to weaponize ourselves. We need to put on our armor every day. Otherwise, this disease will toy with our minds to the point of total exasperation where we don't feel we, who formerly were physically healthy and somewhat mentally sane, as sane as anybody is, feel that we're actually losing our minds along with our loved one. So you need to create some distance between yourself and the afflicted, which is, I realize, a very, very difficult thing to do because it's so emotional and we're all humans. But it's a question 
in so many regards of survival, of our own survival. And if we're not able to function, then we can't be there to take care of the afflicted. That's a secondary consideration, I see. So you've got to be tough. As hard as it is, you've got to be hard and you've got to be tough with this because it is a brutal disease. It is, and your book has many humorous, even raw situations included within it. A lot of people would say that Alzheimer's is nothing to laugh about. Why do you say it is? Well, you know, there's a famous page from the Venerable Reader's Digest that used to list jokes. It was called Laughter is the Best Medicine. I'll tell you, as a caregiver for somebody afflicted with Alzheimer's, for some people, not everyone, but for many people, it may be, in fact, the only medicine for the caregiver. Some of the situations we face with our loved ones and the things they do because their mind has been hijacked are totally outrageous. They make absolutely no sense. And we spend our time, in addition to caring for our mother or father or other loved one, trying to figure out, well, why did they do this? Why did they do this yesterday and why are they doing this today? There is no rhyme or reason to it. It is a disease of the nerve cells. It makes absolutely no sense. So in some respects, being able to step back and laugh can be a great distressor for many of us. And for those who are anchored in this day-to-day situation with an afflicted loved one, if you don't laugh, you'll probably end up crying, which you do as well. So I don't believe laughing at your own situation or even in instances laughing at a loved one and some of their crazy, outrageous behavior. I don't think it makes you cruel. I think it just may help you remain somewhat sane. That's definitely some good advice. And Steve Goldstein's book, again, is Dunwoody Journal. That's Dunwoody with a Y. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and through other booksellers. For those feeling trapped, even desperate in such a situation, and there are many out there, this book won't necessarily change your present reality, but it could provide you with a much-needed respite and a license to smile, just like Steve just talked about, perhaps even laugh again, something you may have thought was no longer possible. And you can reach out to Steve himself via email, stevie, S-T-E-V-I-E, 554 at iCloud.com. That's Stevie with an IE, 554 at iCloud.com. Steve, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me on your show. And Stevie was how my mom used to refer to me. Thank you again. And this podcast is presented by Annie Jennings of the National Publicity Firm. Annie Jennings PR, the creator of Jennings Wire Online Magazine. Jennings Wire is capturing the heart of America with its rich community of talented, insightful, and relevant bloggers and podcasters. So please visit JenningsWire.com and discover the blogger just right for you. Till next time.